Today's jargon term, it's one that we've used before, it's errorless learning. It's hard to say, errorless. Um, but this is a really important thing for all of us to know and embrace and get excited about. So let's take a look at what our actual definition is. Errorless learning, an instructional design introduced by psychologist B.F. Skinner in the 1930s as part of his studies on what would make the most effective learning environment. Skinner said, errors are not necessary for learning to occur. Okay, great. This is a great definition. I understand all the words in it, but I don't know what exactly it is that I'm looking at. I go, oh, okay, this is why, but I don't know how to do it. I don't know what it is. So let's move on to our working definition. Our working definition is errorless learning, a teaching procedure that are teaching procedures, excuse me, that are specifically designed so that the learner does not have to and does not make mistakes as they learn new information. Okay, so here's the important thing to know. Errorless learning is just one of the many steps that get us to the point where somebody learns something. I think sometimes where we get confused or we get emotional when we see errorless learning happening is we go, well, that's ridiculous because, you know, they're not really learning anything, right? Um, and the way I look at errorless learning is it, it's a great platform on which we set up the circumstance, which is, we talked about the ABC the other day, there's an antecedent, something happens, there's a behavior and there's a consequence, right? And when we want to teach something, we want to signal to the person who's learning, we're having a teaching moment now and it's going to go like this. And so in, in the world of ABA, they, they present an SD, which is something, it becomes the antecedent, right? And it signals to the person, we want you to behave this way. And when you do, something positive is going to happen. And this is the key to it. Setting up a circumstance where somebody goes, oh, you mean if I do this? good things happen for me? Oh, well then I want to I want to stand in that line. I was just saying to Kelby that last night we got an opportunity to go to the, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter here in Los Angeles, which isn't open yet, but um, they were having a special event last night and we got to go to it. And it was really fascinating because nobody knows the park yet. Nobody knows where to go, what to do. So people were doing different things um, and they were going someplace doing this. And in the first hour, there was a lot of people you know, just enjoying the ambiance. And then as people started to discover some of the cool things, uh, you could see what was happening because people would get in line because there was something that was going to happen at the end of the line. There were a bunch of us that didn't know what happened at the end of the line, but we got in the line because we saw other people were lining up for it. So there had to be some sort of a payoff, right? Errorless learning is sort of like saying, oh, okay, there's going to be something worthwhile at the end of the line, okay? So we set up this circumstance, and, and so maybe, I, you know, I'm, I'm teaching a child something, um, and I say to them, um, touch the glasses. And all that's on the table, there's nothing else on the table. All that there is are glasses. This is errorless learning. Uh, and, and by the way, you can still make a mistake, right? Because you could choose not to touch it. Well, with errorless learning, we use prompting like we do with everything else. So if I said touch glasses and the child doesn't do it, I'm going to gently take their hand, lead it over to the glasses and go, good job. That was so great. And maybe, you know, if the child likes tickles, I give them a little tickle and I go, good job. And I, the reward could be the tickles. It could be something else. It could be that I have a little toy that, uh, that they get to play with. Um, it could be that they get to watch a second of a video, right? They get some, uh, some reward that's meaningful to them. But I haven't given them any way to fail. 
And the reason for that is, is because I'm laying the groundwork. I'm gonna say this, touch glasses, you're gonna do this, and good things are gonna happen. So eventually, when it's 100% clear, and probably that's gonna take between three and 10 times that, that the child does it um, without me prompting them, that I say touch glasses and they do this, yay, right? Do they know yet that these are glasses? No, they don't. And is that okay? Yep, because this is step one. And then there's a bunch more steps after this that are gonna make it abundantly clear that these are glasses. And by the way, we can do this with almost anything.